0: BYU Sports Nation, JJ Jimmer for Dead headed to New Orleans. His NBA career finds a new home for now.
1: A Pelicans beat writer joins us live from New Orleans to discuss where and how
0: Jimmer fits in. And will he finally get his chance? Plus, a Pac-12 athletic director says BYU is a Power 5 caliber team. We'll ask Virginia head coach Mike London what he thinks. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation presented by the
2: BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV.
0: Now from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy, 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 happy Friday. This is how we do it. BYU Sports Nation coming to you live on your radio, TV, and other media machines. Presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with our resident bird-calling expert, Jerem Jordan. Now that Jimmer's
1: on the Pelicans, I've become that or something? Well, that and
0: the crow thing, too. Yeah, see, that's ridiculous. That is absolutely ridiculous. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us.
1: Jim Gafkin's going to Salt Lake. Sweet. What? Yeah. Just saw that.
0: Is he a bird caller? Uh, I don't know. Doesn't matter. Hi. Buckets. So, Jaren, while you were on your way to another glorious flag football victory last night. Yeah, where were you?
1: You need to play next Tuesday or you can't play in the playoffs. I know.
0: I realize that. It's our last regular season game. I was slaving away, cleaning out uh, one of our cars because uh, I'm selling it. Okay? Listen to this. I had it spruced up at the dealer yesterday. Repairs caught up. All nice and clean, ready to go. Dude comes to pick up the car and it won't start. Your car won't start? The battery is dead. Oh, gee. So his wife and kids are standing there looking at me like I'm an idiot. You scoundrel. Like a a fraud. You know, and I'm like, (laughs) oh, my goodness, this is not happening. We jump the car with my other car. He drives off annoyed. I get a text message like 10 minutes later. The car has stalled again on the side of the road. He had to have it towed to his repair shop. Yep. Wow. Yep, that was awesome. You're that guy. I was mortified. I'm that guy, you're right you're I, that guy. I am I am the slime ball guy that that sold a lemon, but i but it's not a lemon that's you're the
1: you're thing. the in sync stop dance dub cars
0: selling don't try and tie thing. that in, don't try and tie that in look the, I just did the check is deposited like he he bought the car, it's official, but I feel this obligation to like take care of the problem, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, man. Anyway, super annoyed. Yeah, so that happened. That was really fun. It was also super annoying when you cashed the check from the bank as well, probably, right? (laughs) 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 Annoyed. That was not annoying. Join our conversation 24-7 using the hashtag BYUSN with today's Twitter question.
1: What's the bigger BYU news? Jimmer signs with the Pelicans? Ah! I don't know what noise the Pelican makes. Or Arizona's athletic director says BYU is a big five team?
0: First tweet of the day at tashalynn 19 No matter what, it's what what she said. No matter what's in the blank, the answer is always Jimmer. Okay, that I feel like that is the majority of BYU Sports Nation
1: hashtag BYUSN way in on Twitter. What's the bigger BYU news, Jimmer or the Arizona Athletic Director's comments? We'll play those for you in a moment. So you hear uh, hear what he said.
0: It's Jimmer versus the football is king. Jimmer mentality. versus the
1: field. <laughs> Over the field. I'll take the field. BYU
0: Sports Nation simulcast in beautiful radio vision. We're on BYU Radio and you can watch us on BYU TV. Rise and shout on this Friday. It's time for What's Trending? What's Trending in BYU Sports Nation? Topic one. Jimmer to Narland's and BYU's uh,
1: Arizona ally. Hold on. It's Narlands. Not no- Narlands. It's Narlins, No, you dude. don't
0: know. You don't know. Yes, I do. Like, you know. Okay, how do you know? Did you live there? Because I've
1: heard natives say it. Please, That's what you made. don't know. Narlins.
0: Narlins. I didn't Come say New Orleans. <laughs> Really? You're you're fired up already about this, aren't you? You're just starting this off on the right foot. Who cares okay, how you fine. say it? Let's go. The debate began very early this morning. What deserves to be the trending topic? Like, if you had to pick one, what would it be? We are not unanimous. We picked two. Jimmer Fredette signing a one-year contract to remain in the NBA with the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah,
1: he's still in the NBA. Good job.
0: Or Arizona, a Pac-12 school, Power 5 conference, and one of their athletic directors... Declaring Well, their athletic director, Greg Byrne, declaring BYU as a Power 5 caliber opponent in their scheduling. I say Jimmer, Jerem says Zona. Jerem, you may now make your opening argument.
1: I would like to present the following statement first. <laughs> Football is king. <laughs> I know Jimmer is the demigod of BYU athletics right now, but... Here's what Arizona Athletic Director Greg Byrne told The Drive with Jody, MJ, and Bauer on Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix. First, he talks about the philosophy of the Pac-12 scheduling non-conference, and then he ends with his comments about BYU. Listen to this.
3: We as a conference play nine conference games, so that's going to help the Pac-12. We as a conference are starting to schedule more um, other—I don't don't know what the proper terminology is now, but Big Five— Conference schools. Now we we've, we've done a three year agreement with BYU for sixteen, eighteen, and twenty. We count that as the, the equivalent of playing one of those. And then we've just come to an agreement with Mississippi State to play them. We're talking to about three other Big Five conference schools right now to add those to the schedule. And so our philosophy is going to be the nine conference games, mm-hmm. one of the schools, one of the one of the non conference games from those other five, four conferences.
1: We count that as the equivalent of playing one of those, meaning the Power Five. Our May and June discussion revolved around heavily the comments from the ACC and the SEC saying that they, don't, they won't account BYU as a Power 5 in their non-conference scheduling. Now, a Power 5 team, Arizona, they're not the greatest Power 5 team ever, I understand, is the first to do the opposite of those unofficial statements by the ACC and the SEC. They consider and will schedule games with BYU, who's the equivalent of a P5 team. There are teams like Arizona who will publicly say that BYU is in that category awesome. like Greg Byrne. The Cougars don't need this to schedule effectively, as evidenced by what Tom Hommel has already done, but public perception can change a little bit, just as it did negatively towards BYU with the ACC uh, comments. And now Greg Byrne's comments uh, will help in that direction with BYU to maybe get games that they would not get in the future. That's why I think it's bigger. When They'll, Jimmer Fredette
0: signing with the Pelicans. Well received, Jerem. The Arizona News is worthy of a number one trending topic on a lot of summer days. It's
1: on my BYU Sports Nation watch list for news
0: today. Just not when... I'm so tired of the watch list. It, just <laughs> not when Jimmer Fredette is signing a contract with an NBA team. It's, it's unfortunate almost that that news came out the same day because Stop I feel it. like Jimmer's all it, name... All of it all, it's all the, the time. time. Great. For your case, It's unfortunate. Jimmer Fredette signed a one-year contract with another NBA team. If you're making the argument that Arizona and their athletic director are saying BYU is a Power 5 opponent, when you compare those two, it's, it's Jimmer because Jimmer is the buzzword for BYU Sports Nation. He is. His name alone demands attention whether you like it or not. Hey, so I, I'm going to ask you this, BYU Sports Nation. When you first heard the news reported that Jimmer Fredette, the greatest scorer in BYU basketball history, uh, Naismith Player of the Year, would sign a one-year league minimum deal to play for New Orleans, another NBA team. What was your reaction? For me, it was, sweet, he's back in the game. Now I compare that to my initial reaction that a Pac-12 athletic director qualified BYU as a P5 caliber opponent, which I said, oh, that's nice for a change. How about some positivity? Okay, different reactions. Both positive, but different reactions. So, going off reaction alone, and I'm, I am prognosticating that across the nation, most of you would be more excited about finding out that Jimmer Fredette, you're going to be able to watch him play in the NBA again next year. Okay, that I, as a three-year veteran, he's going to make just under a million bucks with his fan base, his all of his BYU ties, his style of play, what he did in the game. I, I just feel like because he's Jimmer for debt, he trumps most things. And that's why he deserves to be topic number one. I don't care it's a crappy team.
1: Why didn't He's we, back in the NBA. Why didn't we spend more time earlier in the year talking about where Jimmer should go and what's going to happen? We didn't because... Because he, was, he was
0: stuck with the Kings, that's why. No,
1: because he was out of the bull. I mean, out of the Bulls contract to now. We didn't really talk about that. But we talked a ton about the ACC and SEC and all of that.
0: Plus, because that was happening. Like, we, we yes, wait for the and news. Nothing and then we react. We don't know that nothing was happening. We don't know that. It what was, was quiet. happening? Nothing was happened. Quiet. Well, clearly something was going on, right?
1: Oh, that sounds like something. Listen, I'm happy Jimmer's in the NBA. He's with the Pelicans. Do you know who else so is on what? the pel- He's in the, this is the NBA. Kings. This is good. I'm glad for Jimmer. Guess what? He's going to be buried again. This is the Kings no, again. He's not. I disagree. All these guards that are going to jack up shots. Who? Jimmer. Tyreek Evans. Drew Holiday. Russ Smith. Russ Smith is not going to play. Uh, we'll ask, we'll ask they're, John they're Reed. There are there two be other about he's it. He's like the sixth guard. With the Pelicans. But he's
0: the second point guard. He's the second point guard.
1: And it's the Pelicans. Like, I'm happy he signed a contract with somebody, and it's not Real Madrid. But it's not—I don't think it's a great fit. We're going to ask John Reed of the Times-Picayune about uh, the reaction in New Orleans. How does he fit in? What does he think?
0: Mark Stein of ESPN said that Jimmer was being picked up by New Orleans to replace Anthony Morrow. Do you know his numbers last year? Jimmers I do because better. I researched. Jimmers eight, are better. 18 minutes a game. He averaged 8.4 points a game. 18 minutes. If Jimmer plays 18 minutes, what can he do with those 18 We've minutes? We've been saying that for three years. But like, what I'm saying is he has a real opportunity now with this team to come in behind Drew Holiday and play those type of minutes. How is this different
1: than the Kings? How?
0: He, is the third, he was the third or fourth guard on the Kings team.
1: Initially, he was the second and then didn't do much with it and then got relegated to third.
0: So now they need a shooter. And this no, is.
1: You said point guard. Well, they he
0: they is the have, second
1: point guard. They have shooting guards that are going to want Mark shots, Stein, dude. Mark
0: Stein ESPN said they went to replace Anthony Morrow, who was a shooter, with Jimmer Fredette. Okay, you can still be a shooter and be a point guard. You can do that.
1: I, j- I don't like the fit. I'm happy that Jimmer's still in the NBA. I don't like the fit. You mentioned how much he's going to make three year minimum, uh, 980000 That brings us to the stat of the day. Boom. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 11951 That's what Jimmer will make per regular season game this season with the Pelicans. So <laughs> 12000 bucks a game. I mean, it's like. That's the minimum. He, and that's the thing, too, with this, with Jimmer. He's, he signed a league minimum with a bad team. I feel like that means his options were limited. League minimum with a bad team. It's like he's got to prove himself this year, or this might be the end of Jimmer in the NBA. Awesome. He got a chance. He got a chance. I'm happy for him, but I don't like the fit. I think it's going to be
0: bad, like the Kings. It can't be worse than the Kings. Seriously, it could be worse. It than cannot the Kings. be worse than the Kings. <laughs> what is the bigger BYU news? Jimmer signs with the New Orleans Pelicans, or Arizona's athletic director saying BYU is a Power Five team.
2: It's winter time.
0: At Sky Diz. gotta be Jimmer. I didn't want him overseas. Absolutely not. Until one of these opinionated athletic directors gets BYU in a conference, who cares what they say?
1: Guess what? The court of public opinion, you need this a start. kind of stuff matters. BYU's not just going to all of a sudden you need get a start. into a conference. They need some kind of positive mm-hmm. mojo from other athletic directors for that to even be a
0: possibility, I think. I wish it were Larry Scott that said it, the commissioner of the Pac-12, but it's a start. At DKIM40, Initial reaction, I'd say the Arizona Athletic Director. Not sure how much influence he has nationally, but he's talking about us, can only be positive.
1: If if Jimmer was with a good team, I would say Jimmer, but it's the Pelicans, man.
0: Well, he was with a good team when he got picked up by the Bulls. He just needed a chance.
1: Maybe there's a reason he's not getting a chance. I don't know. I want him to succeed. We'll see what happens this year.
0: Taysom Hill on another watch list. We'll get to that in a moment. But first, Virginia head football coach Mike London joins us next. Does he think BYU is a power five? BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It is a Friday, Friday.
1: Got to get down on Friday.
0: Absolutely. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan in Studio B at BYU Broadcasting. As a reminder, you can follow the show on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation.
1: Also remember you can download the BYU TV app for Android and iOS products. It's free and it's awesome.
0: Absolutely. How can you say no to free and high definition, right? That's right. On your phone. On your phone. Our Twitter question today, what is the bigger BYU news? Jimmer Fredette signs with the New Orleans Pelicans or Arizona's athletic director, a Pac-12 team, saying BYU is a Power 5 caliber opponent. Jerem and I have argued both sides. It's close. I, I feel like we're, we're splitting hairs here. But Jerem's going with the football is king mantra, and I'm saying Jim Fredette is the buzzword name across BYU Sports Nation. Tell us what you think using the hashtag BYUSN. Also trending in BYU Sports Nation. Taysom Hill, one of 50 players on the Walter Camp Player of the Year Award watch list. He is one of 11 non-Power 5 players. I guess a Power 5 player. Chucky Keaton was Greg not on Byrne. the
1: list. Like, that actually surprised me. Yeah. Because so, he got hurt, I guess.
0: Four opposing players are on the list. Greg Burton would say that Taysom Hill is a Power 5 player. There you go.
1: Taylor Sander and Team USA, by the way, yesterday they beat Australia in four sets. 19 kills for the Sandman in four sets. The top two finishers in Pool H advance to Saturday's final round semifinal.
0: Survive in advance.
1: Australia and Italy are the other two teams in there. They face off. Hopefully the U.S. makes it through.
0: Yeah, and Italy's playing on their home turf, so that, that should be noted. Yeah. The men's soccer team in the Premier Development League playoffs tomorrow against Ventura. It's the Cougars' first playoff appearance in seven years, all the way back to 2007.
1: That's in Vegas. So if you're in Vegas, you want to go see the Cougars. They're playing in the playoffs. Man.
0: Go root for BYU. Again, our Twitter question today, what is the bigger BYU news? Jimmer signs with the Pelicans or Arizona's athletic director saying BYU is a big five team. I'd, I didn't get to address something that I did want to talk about. I, I mentioned it briefly. If, if Larry Scott, the commissioner of the Pac-12, had come out and said this, then, then that would be like, Whoa. Okay, now the Pac-12 is taking a stance against the ACC and the SEC. This is one school in the Pac-12, their athletic director, which is good, which is a start, which creates some sort of positivity we, for BYU. We after may add that.
1: to that in a moment with a coach from the ACC. Uh, yeah, a on London. offseason. We're going to ask him what he thinks about BYU.
0: Yeah, and, and his commissioner See, said that, I guess it's not official, but that they were leaning towards not including BYU in that Power 5 schedule. John Swafford, Yes, John there. Yeah. So what does it all mean? What, what does it mean? Uh, not I...
1: much, but it's the start of a possibility. That's what it is. In Arizona, I mean, they don't play anybody in the non-conference. They have one one power five in the future, Mississippi State. But he put, the strongest SEC team. But he
0: put BYU on par with Mississippi yeah. State.
1: I mean, they, Arizona and BYU have a history. They, play, they used to be in the WAC a long time ago together. Uh, Arizona left and went to the uh, Pac-12, and BYU's wished they were in there kind of ever since, I think, to some degree. Uh, Maybe not, but in my opinion, if BYU got into the Pac-12 at some point, that would be awesome.
0: Let's read a couple of tweets. At TJ Hold, my reaction was good for Jimmer, but really the Pelicans? I am with Jerem Jordan. The bigger story is BYU football and scheduling. So if it weren't the Pelicans, then it it would be Jimmer?
1: If it was a good team, it would be Jimmer. But because it's a bad team, it's like, hmm, what what does that mean? Like, how— is he hanging by a thread in
0: in? Do you care NBA? if Jimmer plays a lot if it's a bad team? Would you care?
1: Well, he was on a he was on a playoff team and didn't play at all. Exactly
0: so because DJ Augustine he had was the also on a bad team of his life. and
1: hardly played. So I I worry for Jimmer right now as as a as a BYU fan I worry for Jimmer's NBA career. The
0: Pelicans were in desperate season. need of a shooter. They were in desperate need of a shooter. I oh, followed the free agents. Oh, that,
1: they have plenty of shooters. It's just who's going to make shots. Who?
0: <laughs> Who are their shooters other than Eric Gordon?
1: Tyreek Evans. Tyreek
0: Evans is Jim- not a shooter. Jimmer's Jimmer's slam boy
1: from the Kings.
0: That's true, but he's not a shooter. He's not a shooter. <laughs> Jimmer's a three-point shooter, and that was Anthony Morrow. Uh, Virginia head coach Mike London joins us live from his office in Charlottesville. Coach, great to have you with us. Our way too early forecast for September twentieth in Provo shows no signs of a freak flash flood. Warning with a lightning delay, so I guess you have that going for you.
4: <laughs> uh, it's it's uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, and it was uh, kind of out of the norm there when uh, when uh, BYU came down here to Charlottesville. I mean, the weather definitely played uh, had had an issue with that.
1: Are you are your fans and your team still talking about how weird that game was? You open the season, you have this huge delay, and then you play, and fans out of the stadium get back in.
4: Well, you know, it's it is one of those games that you look at that uh that uh, it has different set of circumstances that, that happened in it and but uh, I, I can tell you this, you know, in the in the time that was between the game when the officials brought us up, uh took the teams off the field, the coach Bender Hall, I had a chance to sit there and not only talk to him as we do pre game, but during uh, during all that, I mean what a, what a first class guy he is and uh you know, it it's just um, you know, it's amazing sometimes how weather does have issues that affect games, but that, that was definitely one of the strangest games that I've, I've ever been a part of.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we've heard all about the BYU side of that weather debacle, and so we wondered, you know, what your experience was like with your team and your players in the locker room as you try and keep them engaged in uh, a very competitive situation, but you, you can't go out and, and expend that energy.
4: No, you know, and it's about you know your, your focus. It's about what you do. You never know when it's going to actually end, so you don't want to get them warmed up. You don't want to start talking about getting ready to play the game, and because of the emotions of you know being up and being down and all that. So it was it was basically a lesson in in for them to you know keep themselves loose uh, to try to stay focused as much as possible, and uh, and then you know when the game started uh, once again, it was the beginning of the game. You know, so that whole mentality and how you get yourself ready to play was was a lesson learned. So, But uh, it's definitely one of the stranger lessons we've learned uh, in the last few years I've been here.
1: Looking at how the season uh, shook out with BYU, do you feel like you caught BYU at a good time when they were installing the offense in that first game?
4: Uh, well, you can look back and you can say perhaps. But, um, again, there's so many different elements to a game that as far as the execution and I mean, what you do and what you don't do. I mean, for us, uh, the punt block was, was big you know, in that game. And, yeah. And the the interception that towards the end that went through you know their receivers hands and then you know you could say because it was raining or whatever but you know you just have to play you know the game according to the conditions and the situations that you're in and uh, I know one thing that they went on and and, uh, and played really good football afterwards and uh, again attributed to a well coached team and a team that has been good year in year out so uh, you know it's important that uh, your first couple games that you start out well. And uh, that was one of the games that we had an opportunity to play a really good team and come away with a win.
0: Mike London, head coach of the Virginia Cavaliers, with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you returned seventeen starters, eight on offense, nine on defense. Where is the specific strength on your team amidst all of those returning starters?
4: When you look at our, you know, our team, we we we, we have guys that have played now for the second year in a row with you know uh, the coordinators being consistent. Um, you know, there's a secondary that I think we have uh, well, a lot of good players, Anthony, highlighted by Anthony Harris, a team captain and, you know, um, an All-American force, and, and Eli Harold, a defensive end rush end, that uh, has really, really come on. So you look at the, the rush guys, you look at uh, our, our secondary, I believe there's going to be better play there. Um, our skill position, there's, you know, there's, Almost, uh, you know, 100% of our passing game returns. We'll talk about both quarterbacks, uh, Grayson Lambert, who was the name starter, but also David Wofford, who played in that game. Uh, almost 100% of our rushing game returns, and that's Kevin Parks, who, who is the, uh, uh, I believe, the ACC's leading rush returner coming back. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of strength. So it's more so there's young guys that have played in college games and now that are older and now have a chance to uh, be significant for us.
1: You had three guys drafted last year. Two on the offensive line, Morgan Moses in the third round. There, uh, notable. You lose uh, Brent Urban to the Ravens in the fourth round. But I noticed that the Gatorade Player of the Year is uh, Andrew Brown, who uh, will be going to Virginia. He looks. He looked like he had a good time at the ESPYs, Coach. <laughs>
4: yeah, you know he did. It was it, what what a you know what a, an experience for a young man. You know, you think about it. He played his high school football, um, and then he was a midyear admit for us so he started college in January and you know went through spring practice and then this thing happened out there in California for the SBs. but more than anything else he's such a humble young man and, and you know recognized as one of the best high school players in the country and we're just for, so fortunate and blessed to have him you know be a Cavalier so he's a, he, like I said he's a great young man very humble uh, and the experiences that you know that ESPN and everyone that's involved with it you know, allows, you know, young student athletes to take part of is, is definitely a lifelong um, memory that's been created.
0: Mike London, head coach of Virginia football with us on BYU Sports Nation. Coach, you had three draft picks in the NFL. What does that do for your program in terms of recruiting and moving it along?
4: You, you know, when you look at the, you know, everybody's got their mailers that they, they send down. Everybody talks about, you know, you want to accentuate what you have with your program. You know, one thing that sticks out for us, and maybe not as flashy as other things, but when you look at statistically, you know, we're in the top ten in the country in players that get drafted, players that, uh, uh, that have longevity in the league, and players that contribute to their teams. And so it's not, you know, how many draft picks. I mean, that's important. Yeah. But when you talk about guys that are getting drafted, that are staying on teams, that are being productive, you know, that speaks to, you know, the entire program you know, since uh you know, since Virginia's been been having opportunities the George Wells stays and, and, and after, you know, Coach Grow and and even now. So uh it's a school that scouts like to come to because they know players they, they graduate and they're educated. And I think there's a correlation of a lot of things as you guys well know, but um you know it, it is important that uh young men who aspire to be NFL uh you know guys also can also get a great education from a school like Virginia. And uh, and you kind of build your platform off of that,
1: Coach London. There's been a lot of talk this off season with BYU and how they're perceived. Uh, you know, the ACC and SEC made comments related to BYU. You know, when we schedule, we're not going to consider them as a Power Five. Yesterday, Arizona's athletic director said, "Hey, we consider BYU a Power Five type opponent." What do you think of BYU in the landscape of college football as a possible P five equivalent?
4: Well let me tell you you're you talking to a football coach here and let me tell you, um that's an excellent football team. I I don't know all the the intricacies about uh, conferences, who's in, who's out, who should be in, but uh I know even from afar, you know, when I in my Richmond days, two thousand eight, two thousand nine, we won a championship there, you know, um you always knew about teams that were out west or out you know out of your you know out of your your, your geographical area and b y u was always one of those teams very physical very tough and um and as a football coach i i, I tell you what they're as good as any team that uh, you know that 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 plays college football out there then talks about being you know conference champions and um you know i I can't get into the specifics as to why they're not affiliated with a conference, but I do know this. As a football team, they're an excellent football team, and, uh, and they, you know, they can find a home in any conference.
0: Coach, uh, I know that you mentioned you have a relationship or at least a conversation with Bronco Mendenhall. How, how often do you have communication with him, and, and how has that helped this, uh, this series continue?
4: Well, you know, we're both in the same profession, so a lot of professional, um, you know, relationships that that occur with the American Football Coaches Association clinics, um, you know, the different uh, things that happen with whether it's a Nike tour coaching clinic or, or coaching clinics in and around the country, and just the fact that we're in the same fraternity. And, you know, uh, although we wear different colors, uh, the responsibilities that both of us have for Educating young men and, and being role models and mentors, we both sh- you know we both share those same type of values and sentiments. So uh, it, it's not as much as you know we're we're sending Christmas cards to each other, but <laughs> it, it's more so that out of a respect for what he does and and, and from afar knowing what he's done over his career. Uh, knowing that uh, I could say I'm very similar in terms of uh, the importance of what you do with our stu- student-athletes and how you 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 know, how you get them to become educated men and productive citizens once their, their college playing days are over.
0: Head Coach Mike London of the Virginia Cavaliers, we appreciate the candor and the insight into your team and to uh, what Eliza had in 2014. We wish you the best of luck, and we'll see you on September 20th, hopefully not under rain and lightning.
4: <laughs> Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. you guys. Have a good day. Thanks, Coach.
0: Right. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we continue our debate. It's Jimmer versus the Zona Athletic Director, which is bigger news. Plus, we're joined by the New Orleans beat reporter, how he thinks Jimmer fits into the Pelicans roster. This is BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio and on BYU TV. This is Tyler Haas, and you're tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan broadcasting beautiful radio vision on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV.
1: Follow the show on YouTube, youtube.com slash BYU TV Sports. See what Virginia head coach Mike London just told us uh, about BYU football. We asked him to BYU, a Pac-5 equivalent. See what he said. Uh, We'll post that uh, immediately after the show.
0: Today's trending topics. Arizona Athletic Director Greg Burns says BYU is a Power 5 caliber college football opponent and Jimmer Fredette signing a one-year deal with the New Orleans Pelicans. That said, John Reed, the Pelicans beat writer for the New Orleans Times-Picayune and NOLA.com joining us live from New Orleans. John, why is Jimmer Fredette a good fit for that team?
2: Well, this team needs shooting. I mean, when they they lost Anthony Morrow, he served in that role last season and he um, would he opted out of his contract to um become an unrestricted free agent and he moved on to Oklahoma City. So, they needed a a, a um a, a guy who could get three-point shots and 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 score from that distance and um they looked upon Jimmy, Jimmy to do that and um I think it's a, a good a good move for the Telegram. I think that he's a player who um you know, I mean I, I think more of it has been that he hasn't really hadn't really had received the opportunity for for minutes, I mean extended minutes that is. And I think that um you know, coming here I think he has a lot to prove. I think he has a um opportunity to um to showcase that three-point shooting with this um, team and and I think Martin Williams give them
1: that opportunity here in New Orleans. Okay, before we uh, talk more about Jimmer, we've had a discussion about uh how a local would actually say New Orleans. Is it Nolens? What are we talking about here, John? Uh, I say New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> not I, New I, Orleans. Yeah, not what New Orleans I know that.
2: New Orleans. <laughs> I, like if you
1: combine the two what what's what what do you what are you saying? How is it pronounced? Like if you combine New New Orleans, say like New Orleans. Well, Nolens, what are we talking? We've well, debated this today.
2: Well for the sake who, who um is from here the is what the tourists say and New Orleans is what they oh, want nice. and New Orleans is not. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's we, that's that's not um, that's not the way they want you to say the name here. That's like <laughs> that's
1: like Oregon and Oregon. It's Oregon but people back here say uh
0: Hey, we appreciate the clarification, John. Now that you've answered the hot topic question, (laughs) let's continue on with Jimmer Fredette here. You mentioned that he he didn't have much of an opportunity with with minutes, with the Kings and the Bulls, and that's been a very frustrating thing for BYU fans across BYU Sports Nation to watch. How many minutes do you anticipate that Jimmer could play per game with New Orleans? I know Anthony Morrow played 18 minutes per game last year. Do you see Jimmer filling that role and, and playing that number of minutes?
2: Well, he's as productive as Anthony Morrow was here. I, I feel that he would probably be in that 15- to 18-minute range. I mean, this team has a problem with scoring. It's been an issue here for, like, the last three seasons. I mean, they are stacked at the guard position, but they don't really have a lot of stretch guys who can make the three-point shot. And, and injuries, that, you know, Ryan Anderson is a guy that could that can fill it up from the three-point line. But, I mean, he's coming off a serious injury, and he probably, I project, probably won't be back um, in a full playing status until probably December. So this team is looking for guys who can produce, and, and Myron Williams need offensive um, guys that can put it in from, from, from range. And um, I think that's where he's going to fill that role. And I see him – I don't see his role being any different than Anthony Morrow. I really don't. I think that's what they brought him in here for. The, the contracts are the same. The situations were the same, and I think he is the heir of replacement for Anthony Morrow. And I think he's going to feel the same role and, and, and play about the same amount of minutes if he's, you know, if he's
1: productive. So, you, do you have Drew Holiday penciled in as starter, and then Jimmer as the backup point guard? Is that what you see?
2: Yeah, but I think they're gonna be variations of that. I think that uh, I think that they would have Jimmers at times playing off the ball to get up that shot. I I, I think there's so many different combinations that Monty Williams can use and um yeah, I think he will be the backup but he's gonna be competing for minutes at that backup guard spot with Austin Rivers. But um I just think that I mean I don't even think the Pelicans right now just see him as a as just that designation of a of a backup point guard. I think they see him as a as a backcourt player who who fills that role in, in, in getting them shot. They're not looking for him to be a playmaker. They're looking for him to be a scorer and I think that's the main reason why they brought him in here.
0: John Reed, New Orleans Pelicans beat writer for the Times-Picayune, joining us live on BYU Sports Nation. John, you were there the last time Jimmer played in New Orleans, his final college game in the NCAA tournament in the Sweet 16. What do you recall from Jimmer mania in the NCAA tournament?
2: (laughs) Well, I was amazed just to see the the fan reaction. I mean, I I, I covered that um, NCAA tournament here, and, uh, I mean, I saw signs, I, I saw shirts with his name on it, and then I watched him play, and I mean, it was just amazing the, the way he could shoot that basketball, and I can understand why the fans at BYU was, 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 just, was you know, amazed by his abilities, and, uh, I, I mean, I just, it was, it was, you know, it was something that, um memorable for me, and, um and and I think he's gonna have. I think he has sort of this charisma, and um, and I think one of his impacts is that he um, he resonates with the fans. I think fans don't see him as a as a guy who who's like unreachable. Unreachable. I think he's a guy that uh, does a lot in, in in community work and and different things like that. And I, and I think he. Um, you know, looking over his career and knowing the beat right out there in Sacramento, and I I think, um, you know, his his persona, I mean, I I think people are a little surprised that he hadn't really produced to that level that he did in college when he led the nation in scoring as a senior, but I I really feel that uh, people are waiting for him to have a situation that's ideal for him, and I think that's what he's been waiting for, but yeah, he's he seems to be a, 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 a got got a lot of charisma, and, and and I think fans, and I think that fan base that he had in college, I think they're waiting for him to 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 have this breakout season in the NBA, finally for a change.
1: What's the biggest question mark about Jimmer for John?
2: I think the biggest question mark is um, is can he, you know I mean it's always been is he quick enough? Can he shoot over taller guards and? Um, and can he do it? Oh, I mean, it seems like something has not worked for him in the NBA. I mean, I, I feel that anybody, I mean, what he is 28.5 points in his senior year, he did it under pressure of, um, you know, that yeah, everybody knew that he was the guy on the court that's going to score the ball. And I think that he's been in situations in the NBA where it, it just wasn't. Didn't appear to be the right fit. And, um, I think that, um, I think another factor with him is his confidence. I mean, he has it, you know, you look over being a, a high pick that he was in 2011 and really hadn't seen that success, you know, what is his confidence level? But, um, I don't think you could really change, um, a a player like that who who had that much success as a shooter. I think once a shooter, always a shooter. And I think that, um, I think a lot of eyes are going to be on him when this move here to the Pelicans. And I think a question of how he handles that pressure. I think there's going to be pressure on Jimmer to really come in here. And it could be his last opportunity too. that. Um, you know, this would be his third team and, um, you know, if it doesn't work here, it, it, I mean, it might be a situation that it won't work. But uh, I, I think that um, you know, I think I, I think that the Pelicans are going to work with him to um, to 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 make sure that what his strengths are, they're going to utilize them, and um, and I think they're going to give him every opportunity possible to to be what the expectations were for him when he first came into the league.
0: John Reed with us, New Orleans Pelicans beat writer for the New Orleans Times-Picayune. We appreciate the insight into the Jimmer Fredette situation, and uh, I'm, I'm excited and anticipate uh, what that feeling would be like the first time Jimmer knocks down one of those 28-foot three-pointers and, and how the fans go nuts.
2: Well, if he does that here, he'll be a very loved basketball player in New Orleans <laughs> if he can knock them shots down like he did at BYU.
0: <laughs> Thanks for the time, John.
2: No nah, No problem.
0: All right. Some interesting things he said right there. He expects that Jimmer will replace Anthony Morrow, uh, I guess, line for line. 18 minutes. He's going to be the three-point shooter. Morrow shot 45% from the three-point line last year.
1: Open up Jimmer to shoot threes, and let's see what happens. Because he's proven that he can be good.
0: If he plays 18 minutes a game, that's awesome. Jameer.
1: Jameer. I I love it.
0: (laughs) Jameer Fredette. We're back with more on BYU Sports Nation. fred BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. It's a Friday, and this is how we
1: do it. Download the BYU TV Xbox 360 app as well to watch all of your favorite BYU TV shows. You can watch BYU Sports Nation, football, basketball, all the programs on there. Download it today.
0: It's free. Virginia head coach Mike London joined us about 15 minutes ago, 20 minutes ago. And uh, we asked him, obviously, about his team, but... More importantly, where does BYU fit into the landscape of college football when it comes to that Power 5 discussion, this stemming
4: from what, Greg? um, That's an excellent football team. I I don't know all the the intricacies about uh, conferences, who's in, who's out, who should be in, but uh, I know even from afar, you know, when I was in my Richmond days, 2008, 2009, we won a championship there, you know, you, you always knew about teams that were out west or out, you know, out of your, you know, out of your your, your geographical area. And BYU was always one of those teams, very physical, very tough. And um, and as a football coach, I, I I tell you what, they're as good as any team that, uh, you know, that 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 plays college football out there. Then talks about being, you know, conference champions. And um, you know, I. I can't get into the specifics as to why they're not affiliated with a conference, but I do know this. As a football team, they're an excellent football team.
0: Virginia head coach Mike London on BYU without officially, yes saying, without officially that yes. saying that BYU is a Power 5 caliber team. He, he still said it. And that was on BYU Sports Nation 20 minutes ago, the head football coach of the University of Virginia Cavaliers. This all stemming from what Greg Byrne, the athletic director at the University of Arizona, told Fox Sports 910 in Phoenix yesterday about BYU.
3: We, as a conference, are starting to schedule more um, Big Five conference schools. Now we've, we've done a three-year agreement with BYU for 16, 18, and 20. We count that as the, the equivalent of playing one of those.
0: How many athletic directors in the Pac-12, or in college football, for that matter, or head coaches, for that matter, feel like BYU is a Power 5 caliber opponent? I'm gathering... I would say most. ...that the, that most all. do. Why not? When ESPN's lead college football analyst... Caliber? Yeah. Kirk Herbstreet says, this is ridiculous. It shouldn't even be a conversation. Of course they should be included. I feel like he has a pretty good grasp of what's going on with the head coaches and athletic directors in college football. And the stance is, yeah, BYU is a good football program. They're a good football team. Mike London just said that verbatim. They're an excellent football team. So how many think that, and why can that not trump what a conference commissioner decides to go with?
1: Yeah, politics and money, man. Mm -hmm. That's what it boils down to. Unfortunately,
0: that's what it is.
1: How much revenue can you create? You know, we've addressed all these things. so It's nice that someone in a Power 5 AD conference commissioner would be even be- even better because they represent kind Are of you the, at, Larry the Scott? voice of the conference. But uh, that Greg Burns says that, you know, that's nice. Granted, Arizona only has one other P5 scheduled in the future, which is Mississippi State. So BYU means more to them than, say, USC or Stanford, who is probably playing a lot more often.
0: Great. Let BYU be that team for Arizona. Let BYU be that team for a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, and BYU doesn't need this. I mentioned this earlier in the show, but BYU doesn't need this affirmation to schedule effectively. Does BYU need it to get into a P5? Probably. They need the court of public opinion to be swayed in their favor, as I've mentioned numerous times.
0: Well, you said they don't need it, but do they need it then?
1: No, they don't need it to schedule effectively, to actually schedule games. It doesn't matter. What people say, because BYU is scheduling these games already. But to sway the opinion of the nation. But to get into a conference is different. BYU has great games scheduled in the future. And guess what? BYU doesn't need anyone to say anything to schedule those games. But if they want to get in a P5, then they they need them to say those You need Larry Scott to say something at some point. You need the Big Ten to say, yeah, you know what? We're going to schedule BYU, and here's why.
0: Last segment, we were joined by John Reed, the New Orleans Pelicans beat writer. This coming off the news that Jimmer Fredette will sign a one-year NBA League minimum deal worth just under a million bucks to go and play for New Orleans. Is it a good fit? How many minutes will Jimmer play? We asked John all of those questions. He says that if Jimmer can score effectively, shoot the ball, and his numbers were good last year, That way, he shot the highest field goal percentage he had in the three years that he played in the NBA, and his points per 48 were very good. Okay, So he had good numbers. If he can do that in New Orleans, John said he'll become a fan favorite, and he expects him to replace Anthony uh, Morrow line for line in that role as a three-point shooter.
1: Here's a stat. I forgot who tweeted it. I apologize. Jimmer Fredette played over 10 minutes only 23 times last season. In those games, he averaged 8.7 points per game. Uh, and shot fifty-one percent from three. Give
0: they get, want scores. He says they have yeah. a hard time scoring the basketball. Jimmer Fredette is a scorer.
1: He's down to the, his final season. He's got to prove himself, or he's probably in Europe next year. Work so up go the Pelicans. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever a Pelican. What does the Pelican say? I don't know.
0: NBA TV. You're welcome. OK,
1: <laughs> or the subscription, because uh, why did we bump up point two <laughs> when the Pelicans play? How come, they have, how
0: come they have increased ratings? That's crazy. And most of it coming from Utah.
1: OK. And half of those are Utah fans just hoping he fails.
0: <laughs> That's sad. We have Andre true.
1: Miller and Andrew.
0: Oh, uh, Let's get to the Twitter machine. Bigger BYU news. Jimmer and the Pelicans or Arizona's AD saying BYU is a big five team. At Rick Bano. It's got to be the Arizona Athletic Director. I love the Jimmer, but he'll be playing for Anadolu Ephes this time next year. I don't even know who or what that is, but I assume it's in Europe. (laughs) At Kyle Moriyama. Between
1: February, February and June, it's Jimmer. But football season's it's here. Football season so isn't here. It's football. Kyle. But Kyle. I thought Jimmer would be in Europe. July is not football season. This year. Speaking of, we're getting closer to Connecticut. Countdown to Connecticut.
0: 42 days or six weeks.
1: Nice. Jackie Robinson.
0: Jackie Robinson Day. Mariana 40, Rivera. 42 days. Michael
1: Elisa. Michael Alisa. <sighs> <laughs>
0: Stop it jameer jameer for <laughs> that brandon davis kyle Collins. it's been a good friday it's been a busy friday and it's not over yet sounds of the week plus your cougar rip round after this Noah hearts byu sports nation is presented in part by dexterlaw.com help when you need it most welcome back my name is spencer linton his name is jerem jordan and we're hanging out on a friday
1: we're getting close to going to j Dogs. I'm really hungry right <laughs> let's now. Let's go,
0: let's go. What? Well, yeah. You know what time it is? Time to whip it.
1: It's time for the Cougar Around. Cougars in the association. Yes, they're not one, but now two. Multiple reports have Jimmer, Woo! J- Jameer Fredette signing a one-year league minimum deal, 980000 I would love to have the league minimum. With the New Orleans Pelicans, Is Fredette's third team in four seasons.
0: Football. Taysom Hill is one of 50 players on the Walter Camp Player of the Year watch list in the preseason. He is one of 11 non-P5 players, four opposing BYU players also on that Walter Camp list.
1: Men's volleyball. volleyball. Taylor Sander and Team USA beat Australia in four sets yesterday. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Volleyball. Taylor Sander had 19 kills in the win. The top two finishers in Pool H advanced to Saturday's final round, semi-final.
0: Soccer. BYU in the Premier Development League playoffs tomorrow versus Ventura.
1: BYU. BYU. Do we have
0: need scarves or something? Yes, it's the Cougars' first playoff appearance since 2007. And,
1: also, also, I was reading another tweet. Read. Soccer, okay. another soccer. Goalkeeper Hillary Kafusi broke her tibia. Oh, man. According to an Instagram by her husband Bronson Kafusi, Hillary Kafusi was expected to compete for the starting spot at goalkeeper, replacing Erica Owens this season.
0: Tibia is the shin bone. Okay, is it the tibia or the tibula? Yep. Okay. It's the tibia. Anyway, I, I... Sports. I read up on on the tibia, four to six months recovery on that.
1: Yeah, it's over, baby. Mm. I think she already redshirted. Not sure. So she may get a medical redshirt later. We'll see. Hillary, we still love you. Probably not because she'll be in the NFL with Bronson. Bang.
0: Get better quickly. Yes, nice. That's positive outlook. Also positive outlook, sounds of the week. I was at a game where Corey Snyder hit a home run that came off the bat and not a player on the defense moved one inch. Like the left fielder just stood there. It was <laughs> it was so far over his head he didn't even take his hands off. And the ball landed on the steps of the Marriott
3: actually back then we would try to take the caps out. and this is during practice not games but we would try to take the caps off put Super Bowls in there do anything we could and try to get a little bit more you yeah. <laughs> yeah
4: in the locker room there's actually there's a trophy case set up um,
1: there's a jersey and a helmet a jersey and a helmet and it, it goes through the years and it has like the McMahon and Steve Young and Ty Detmer you know and guys have won those individual awards and then there's an empty
4: case and it's like okay who's, who's going to be next I think that if they win 11 games on this schedule they're going to be in the top 10. If they go the speed... Top, they'll 10, be the top 10 Yeah, I think they could be if they win 11. That's kind of the odd part about last season is what they did to OU. But no one can get DYU out of their head and that black cloud. Uh, I think everyone was thinking, hand. If only that storm had just, you know, flooded Provo and they had <laughs> to call the game, he you knows what would have happened. What a
0: week. It's been fun. Every time we throw the ball in the studio, I can just see like People upstairs cringing like, oh, please don't break anything. Yeah, (laughs) up and downstairs. (laughs) Uh, Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most, DexterLaw.com. Rise and Shout. How about Taylor Sander bouncing back in a big way for Team USA against Australia?
1: 19 kills and a uh, must-have victory. Uh, match. They lost first set, won the next three. He led Team USA. What he's doing is what BYU fans hoped Jimmer Fredette would do in the NBA, which is just be really, really good from the start. Jimmer's got a chance to maybe break out this season
0: with the Pelicans. We'll see. In New Orleans. <laughs> he was closer, well, it was close. closer to my pronunciation, not you. No, it wasn't. Yes, it was. Let's Jimmer, go to the Jimmer Twitter. Jimmer Fredette. <laughs> you got at Jared Hardy. That. That's so good. <laughs> Big news that Jameer. Jimmer is going to sit the bench. No, we just heard from John Reed that he's going to play. No. He says, bigger news, Arizona athletic director.
1: You sound like uh, Andy Samberg's character on Hot Rod, where it's like, are no. you going to pay for my heart <gasps> procedure? No. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so much defiance. Yeah.
1: Thanks to Virginia head coach Mike London and uh, Times Pick you and writer John Reed for joining the program. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at BYU j Dogs.
0: A show on demand on BYUsportsNation.com and on BYUtv.org slash DVR. For Jerem Jordan and his clean-shaven face, thank goodness. I am Spencer Linton. Shout out to Leno Ledbetter. BYU Sports Nation back at it on Monday in Radio Vision.